Welcome to the Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 140, Army of Darkness. In an age of darkness, at a time of evil, when the world needed a hero, what it got was this podcast. You've already already pronounced things incorrectly twice. Excellent. What? It's army it's army of farkness we all know this oh. anyone who has listened to that other episode knows it's <laughs> farkness farkness what uh i don't even remember what which episode that was. <laughs> it was uh house on haunted hill so many months ago oh the farkness that's right i remember the farkness now farkness. anyway <laughs> i mean i knew the farkness but i was like what what is that from it was like over a year ago, wasn't it? The farkness uh, never dies. Yeah, I was. Yeah. It does not. I was pregnant with Croc, wow. so. Yeah, farkness. All Crazy. right, you ready? So everybody, go listen to that. <laughs> episode. We were going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're we're heading into the farkness now. So screw you guys. <laughs> was, yeah, do we need it was an extended, it was just an extended throwback Thursday. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Army of farkness. In an age of farkness, at a time of keeble, when the world needed a tiro, what it got was this shitcast. There you go. Ah, that's better. Is Wait, better? I'm sorry. How come we're a shit Because <laughs> you gotta mispronounce things, so shit guest. That's the next logical step, I mean. Farkness, Someone's being cast. hostile. <laughs> wow, no, I watched it earlier already. I just feel very attacked right now, and I need to unpack it. So can we all sit in a virtual circle? No, but we can sit in the uh, Mariana's Trench of Hate <laughs> and unpack it. <laughs> That's where I go to unpack everything. I've got it all decorated down there. There's a roller disco. There's a cafe. There's Starbucks. Yeah. Heck yeah, there is. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Chaos. I'm your co-host, Carnage. And this week, we obviously have two um, incredibly special guest people. On our show, it is we Maverick more and, more and Jeffro. Wow. Hi. How's it going, guys? It's been a while. It's it's going okay. Yeah, it's going um, fine. We're in the same room. We're sitting right next to each other at the kitchen table. It's fine. See Instagram for that picture. <laughs> Did you post it already? No, I'm going to post it during this episode week. Oh, okay. We're also yeah. developing a submersible to get to the bottom of the Marianas Trench of Hatred, but none of them have survived the pressure test yet. That's okay. I just had some <laughs> hatred. You know what, though? I was thinking it might be good to go on the Instagram today because I posted on Facebook that we were recording today. Oh, did you? No. You. Maybe? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Okay. All right. I will. And I gave everybody I... a clue as to what movie we were recording. Um, so I, I said, this is my boomstick. And if people know what that is, they will know what we're recording. Do you have a picture of your now. microphone? You That's my it. boomstick, That's my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> this is my boomstick. Watch how it moves. Watch how I drop it. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Do you have any warnings for us? And I'll post it on Instagram that we're all, we're all here together podcasting any warnings 
Warnings, yes, warnings. Like spoilers or swears or things like that. You want me to do the introduction, in other words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of like, I would like that if that's, if you, if you could, I mean, you know, if it's not too pressing okay. of a thing. Um, so we are They Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. And, uh, let's see what else. Oh, we are two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter through a different podcast, um, uh, movie each week. Um, sometimes they are revenge picks. Sometimes they occur in the Marianas Trench of Hate. Sometimes they occur in the Octagon, which is located inside the Marianas Trench of Hate. But, you know, it has its own address uh, for when we feel like getting a little MMA. <laughs> and uh, this podcast does spoil the crap out of these movies. Um, this one is from 1993, so that's not really an issue. But uh, just as a fair warning, we do spoil the crap out of movies and we do swear. So we spoil the fuck out of movies. Um, so there'll be lots of swears coming up. Exactly. That is correct. And as you said, we did The Army of Farkness. It was done in 1992. It was rated R. It was an hour and 20 minutes, 21 minutes long, I'm sorry. And it got an IMDb score of 7.5. What about the tomato I have, I have to say... Um, that that on the tomato meter, it does say Army of Darkness was released in 1993, but I do see that IMDb says 1992, so I'm not sure where the uh, error lies. It was produced and it sat on the shelf for a year, actually. That's part of the trivia. Um, they well, were, I thought so. Yeah, but... they had an argument about the rights to Hannibal Lecter, so the argument forced this what? to sit on the shelf for a year. Yeah, it's a whole thing with the producers and... Um, they were having a disagreement about the rights to Hannibal Lecter for Silence of the Lambs. So somewhere in that, this got shelved. I mean, it was part of the, I don't know how it worked out exactly, but it was part of the disagreement. So, Well, that sucks. I know that I knew that Sam Raimi had a lot of trouble getting this movie made. And it, it just, uh, I'm glad it ended up getting released at all, really. Yeah. Um, but since you asked, the tomato meter is a 73%. Critics consensus. Army of Darkness is a madcap adventure worth taking thanks to Bruce Campbell's hammy charm and Sam Raimi's acrobatic direction. Although an intentional lack of shocks may make this a discordant capper to the Evil Dead franchise. Agree. Audience score higher, 87%. Can I ask a question before we get in the cast? Yes. Did I miss anything by not watching the second movie? No. No. Okay, good. Because they recapped the second movie at the beginning of... And that's really all that happened in the second movie? Okay, I wasn't sure. I mean, basically. Okay. Well, see, I think with the Evil Dead series is that you don't have to have seen any of the other movies to... You don't have to see Evil Dead to watch Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. They can stand alone on by themselves. Okay, cool. Yeah. Note of personal trivia. I actually saw Army of Darkness first before the other Evil Dead movies. This was Army so of did Darkness. I. Was my first. Oh, <laughs> how funny. Um, okay, uh -oh. you ready to do cast there, Carnage? I, I am, that. That was not me or in my room. Yeah, that was, was that, somebody, that was 
That was Juno. I, yeah, actually. I think it was Juno. I don't know. There's four of them in the room with us. Five. That's hard to tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell who exactly it was. I think it was Juno. It sounded like Juno. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Ash was played by Bruce Campbell. Uh, of course, from the Evil Dead movies, but also in Congo and Serving Sarah. You, okay, it's for one thing, it's Serving Sarah Marshall. For another thing, no. how could you leave out Burn Notice? No, 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 it's Serving Sarah. It's not Sarah Marshall. It's sir, It's the movie Serving Sarah. Okay. Let me start over then. How could you leave out Burn Notice? <laughs> I did. Who the fuck cares about Serving Sarah? I, I care about Serving Sarah. You don't <laughs> care about Serving Sarah. I care about Serving Sarah, you son of a bitch. All right. Anyway. I never seen Burn Notice. That's probably why. Miss these. Miss these. Miss these. <laughs> Keep going. All right. Sheila was M. Beth David. Who we all know from 13 Ghosts, but she was also in Fallen and Bridget Jones Diary. And maybe Burn Notice. I don't know. I never saw the movie, but maybe. That's not a movie. And Matilda. She was the nice teacher in Matilda. Yes. That's how I know Yes, she was. So funny because she was so terrible in 13 Ghosts, but she's oh, not God. a terrible actress. I mean, she's not like an Oscar. Not I was going to say, there's like silence. No one can bring All right, you know, you, you're not going to bring your A material to 13 Ghosts. <laughs> if you're an actor doing 13 Ghosts, you're trying to make a house payment or a car payment, not, uh, <laughs> hey, not deliver an Oscar award winning presentation. You stop. That was Matthew Lillard's <laughs> best movie. Ever. You shut up. Every every movie that Matthew Lillard has been in is his best movie, okay? You leave him alone. You want to keep going? Anyway. Lord Arthur <laughs> was Marcus Gilbert. I uh, was in Rambo 3 and Freebird. Maybe Bird Notice. Who knows? <laughs> Freebird! You don't know anything about Bird no. Notice. <laughs> The wise man was Ian Abercrombie. Not associated with Abercrombie and Fitch, but he was in Star Wars, Clone Wars, and Firewalker, and Adam Family Values. I thought I knew Maybe that Maybe you notice. I don't remember at this point. Really? <laughs> no. Okay, fine. Keep going. One more. Duke Henry the, Duke Henry the Red was Richard Grove. He was in Point Break, Point Break and Money Train. And I do want to do one more. Linda was Bridget Fonda. You know what? As much as we hate each other, we actually have the same brain because I actually had an honorable mention for Linda. Yeah. Oh, Single white okay. female on Lake Placid. <laughs> um, also, was this the same Linda Joe that was in Evil Dead 2 or was she a different Linda? Because I know like everybody played different Lindas. I think she was a different Linda. Okay, I thought so too, but I wasn't sure because yeah. I don't remember. But I'm like, but I, I think every movie had a different Linda. But yes, this is uh, a, different a different Linda. You're a different Linda. Okay. I thought so. Oh, and actually, there is an honorable mention that I wanted to bring to the table. The Pit Bitch was played by Billy Bryan, who played the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Nice. Awesome. That is a great yeah. honorable mention. Do you want a little summary? I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. Ash gets flung into a time rip, ends up in the unfunny version of Monty Python, and things go awry. 
Whoa. 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 I'm sorry, what? An unfunny version of Monty Python? And things go awry. That's the important part. For one thing, there is no such thing as an unfunny version of Monty Python. No, yeah, it's called the Army of Darkness. I am shocked and stunned. Do you often have to laugh at your own jokes yes. because no one else is yes, laughing? Yes, I you? do. Yes, I do. And that's okay. I I am a fan club of one. You sure are. All right, get us started on the real summary and I'll join in eventually. Oh, will you? <laughs> Make it my job, huh? Well, it should be just Joe because actually this was his pick. So just, That's right. This was a Joe pick. It was a Joe pick. Why did you pick this movie, just Joe, other than for torture reasons? It wasn't for torture reasons. It's because I think it is an it, it's an awesome film by a great director, and one of the greatest B movie actors of all time stars in it, as our hero Ash from the first two Evil Dead movies gets flung back in time by the Necronomicon to the sometime in the thirteen hundreds where he must rise up and become the hero he's destined to be to save humanity from the deadites brought forth by the Necronomicon. Nice. I just love, I just love that the term that they came up for, for their like demon zombie things, deadites. I just love that name. You got to accept the copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right. It's their own unique thing. So there you go. Um, and I also love that, uh, what was I going to say? Well, that wasn't much of an interstitial because I don't remember what I was going to say now. Nice fanfare, though. That was great. Uh. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so this, yes, the Necronomicon sucks Ash through a portal, transports him, a tree, and his Oldsmobile, which it's worth noting that this Oldsmobile shows up in all of San Raimi's. As does, a, as does Bruce yes. Campbell. Bruce <laughs> Campbell, yeah. Bruce Campbell and this Oldsmobile, they will never be separated. Um, I was going to say one second while I look it up. It is a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Oh, yeah. Of course, I had to look that up because I love old cars. So, um, so let's see. He's picked up in the 1600s, immediately 1300s. surrounded by, by 1300s. Oh, my God. I said 1600s, didn't yeah, I? Okay. I was even thinking 1300s. <laughs> um, I swear there's nothing wrong with me today. He's picked up by uh, a king who thinks that he must be with their enemy because they've just been battling this Henry the Red character who's a duke, who's pissed off. I love when they're stabbing uh, the car. I just want to say that real fast. Oh, yeah. No, it's so great. They all surround the car and they're like, what armor is this? And they're like poking it and trying to like, they think, you know, they don't know what it is. They're like trying to figure out what the hell it is. It's so funny. And I, I just have to say, I know this is like a comedy and I'm not like counting this against the movie in any way, but I just love that like none of them would even be able to understand what the fuck he was saying because all he does is use slang. And it's like... Exactly. 
they would have no idea. It would be like he was speaking a foreign language to them. I just thought that was funny, but that the way that the, he's like, give me some sugar, baby, and she knows what that means. Like, come on. There are plenty of points in this movie where I'm thinking to myself, if this were any other movie, I would be questioning things. But here, you can suspend disbelief and just enjoy the movie. Can you, though? Exactly, yes. Yes, you can, no, actually. Okay. I think so, anyway. I certainly did. I love this movie. It's hilarious. Um, so they drag him off... Uh, with the other men from Henry the Red, or whatever his name is. Um, he's got yes, red hair. Yes, Henry the Red. I also like how the king tries to consult his wise man and then just ignores what the wise man tries to say. It's like like yeah. every trope in every movie when they try to like ask a wise man, like, nah, nah, why did I ask you, wise man? Yeah, that's what I was uh, about to say, that the, he, he calls for the wise man. The wise man says, hey, I think this is a prophesized guy. He is prophesized to come here and get us the Necronomicon and save us from the deadites. And uh, the king's just like, that's great. I bet he's really Henry the Red's uh, agent, though. So throw him in with the other prisoners. <laughs> he's going in the pit. Yes, despite the fact that he looks he looks nothing like them, is not dressed like them in any way, shape, or form. It must be one of Henry's or men. Or talk like them. I mean, that's huge right there. <laughs> right. right. And I don't know about, you know, Henry the Red, but I'm sure the rest of his soldiers don't have Oldsmobiles. But yes, they, do. Um, <laughs> they decide to throw him in the pit. Uh, I love the first person. I mean, it's not great for them but the first person gets that gets thrown in the pit there's just like barely any maybe two seconds after he goes down in there before you hear this like scream and then a sudden silence and then just this jet like an ocean of blood just jets up out of the pit and sprays down on everyone it's hysterical <laughs> i just love how much this movie is like a live action cartoon that's what i was describing it as to someone recently it was just like it's a live yes. action cartoon it's so cartoony it's a very self-aware live action cartoon yes it is it's very self-aware bruce campbell's got the perfect face for it he can make his face like rubber do anything i never realized you know, how attractive he was until this film actually really yeah <laughs> i didn't find him cute in like evil dead but he's cute in this film but you found him cute in Army of Darkness. I don't know why. Yeah. But not Evil Dead. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was so traumatized by Evil Dead. I mean, that is possible. So <laughs> he gets he he's like telling Henry, like, tell him you don't know me. Tell him you don't know me. Like, I don't want to get thrown in the pit. Like, I'm not with these people. They don't believe him. And then Sheila, who obviously is going to become his love interest because duh, picks up a rock. And beans him in the head with it, and then he falls into the pit. So while he's down there, he finds two deadites, and there's like a whole fight scene. Does anybody want to talk about that? I don't really know what to say other than like he's gonna he's gonna die until he gets the wise man shows up and throws him down his trusty uh, 
chainsaw, which we should mention, fits perfectly over his stump where he used to have a hand, and he fits and like that. Don't question how he operates the chainsaw with one hand, with one nub, and no fingers right. or anything. I actually have a question on or this: how it never runs out of gas. Did, Never. When they threw him down, where was his gun the whole time? Because I thought it was on his back. No, no the holster was him. on his they back. They take his gun, but okay. they took it back from him. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He gets it back. He gets it back afterwards, and you don't actually see him grab it from anyone. He just like has it back. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Um. So, yeah, the um, the pit bitch was actually the second thing he fought. The uh, the first deadite that looked like the evil old woman, uh, he kills her pretty easily. But then, as they they have um, spiked walls slowly closing in on him, he tries to run for cover and meets the pit bitch who springs out of the wall and attacks him. It's the the and, spiked uh, walls that go back and forth depending on what shot it is. <laughs> Right, yes, because it takes forever for these two walls to actually get kind of narrow. They just keep, they just amazingly, it just takes them forever to move at all, even though they appear to be moving at quite a pace. Um, but he manages to grab on the chain and ride his way out of there as the thing is closing on the pit bitch. And now that everyone's seen him defeat a deadite and a pit bitch, he is uh, an object or an object. He is a person to be feared and apparently trusted. I don't know. <laughs> I also like how he uses his belt to Indiana Jones style whip the chain and rides it up that way. Instead of just grabbing it. <laughs> that is that is good, yeah. I love when Lord Lord Arthur draws his sword to take care of uh, Ash right then, and then all of a sudden Ash has magically got his gun back and shoots the sword in half because he's that good of a shot, apparently, with a shotgun. With a shotgun at right. a distance. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, barely reloads. <laughs> but he never runs out of ammo for him. <laughs> um, hey, he got it the S-Mart, okay? He got it at the S Mart, which I, okay, I gotta say this real fast. I thought that was like a spoof on Kmart. I did not know it was an actual um, franchise in Mexico. I just thought it was a Kmart spoof. <laughs> Maybe I learned based on this movie. Is, that, is yeah. that just a coincidence that it's a store in Mexico? Because I always thought they were going for like a Kmart riff because they even had like the blue, the blue light. light special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, special. It really is a, no, it really is a franchise in Mexico. They got it from there. So I know that's what I thought it was too, like a spoof on Kmart. But. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Carnage! You're Cause... typing things in the chat and cracking me up when I'm laughing for no reason. <laughs> Sorry. I always just assumed they used Sam Raimi's first initial instead of the K in Kmart and came up with oh, it that way. But no, I, yeah, I maybe. No idea. Do you remember the good old days when like Kmart actually used to sell guns like that? Or existed? Or exist. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I love Kmart. I always shop there. Now it's a Meyer. I don't want to go there. It's like you just, I mean, you just tore down nice. Kmart. I've been quite a few times. It's like you tore down Kmart and you just put in another shop <laughs> that was just like Kmart. Well, to be fair, okay. the Kmart like building was like really condemned. So 
I'm not saying they should have used the same building. I'm just like, what's the point? It was the same oh. damn, it's the same damn thing. From Indiana. Yeah. It's like we turned, we, it's like, okay, we demolished a Walmart and then we put up a, another Walmart. Pay paradise, put a pocket. Oh, not, well, <laughs> no, you do not sing that song in my presence, that's for sure. <laughs> You're doing so good. Keep going. Okay, so here's another thing I love. You know how in the poster, Ash is all like ripped to shit. He is like swole to death. He is like yes. amazing. Yes. I yes. love how he's like his his shirt gets, you know, like cut in half basically, and you can see his skinny little torso, and it's like, uh, <gasps> yeah. Shut your mouth. He looked amazing in this film. What are you talking about? What? Did you see those arms? He looked good. I'm not saying he wasn't muscled at all. I did notice his oh, arms, okay. but he was not as swole as he was on the DVD case. I'm just saying, like, it's a painting, case. and they, they've got, he looks like a Marvel superhero, you know, like, just, like, abs for days and, like, pecs bigger than his head and shit like that. Pulling up the on an, on an unrelated note, uh, discussing muscles on men, I found out earlier before we started recording that apparently if Just Joe came home and Chris Hemsworth was yes. walking out buckling his pants, um, Just Joe would come in and high five me and tell me good job. Wait, what? This is a conversation you actually Why are you bringing this up now? <laughs> muscles. Oh, I see. <laughs> Uh, so that is hilarious oh my god <laughs> i love this and this is definitely staying in <laughs> oh, oh yes it is i would definitely give maverick a free pass with uh oh, Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth. that one what about we've been, we've been married for eight years and i honestly did not ever i never knew that i never knew that chris hemsworth was my free pass what about Liam? So if the opportunity ever arises. Uh, I think you should get a free pass on all Hemsworth brothers. Just go for gold there. Come on. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, I don't like, like Chris. I don't, <laughs> I don't like Liam. <laughs> Liam's too much of a baby face. Liam looks exactly like Chris, but he has black hair. I don't get it. I think they look exactly alike. <laughs> no, Liam's too much of a baby face. Chris is um, chiseled. I like the chisel better than I like the dough. <laughs> Okay, I really can't tell them <laughs> apart, but that's just me. So okay. <laughs> anyway, wait, that's wait, story. wait, no, no, no! I got to know the answer to this one. Then who is Joe's hall pass then? Uh, Grace oh. Kelly. Grace. Well, she's dead though. We're <laughs> talking in theory. It's fine. Okay. If you're talking in theory, it's so. Fine. If Grace Kelly reanimates, reanimates, reanimates. <laughs> Of course, if Grace, cool. Kelly, if Grace Kelly reanimates, it'd be a threesome. Because there's no way I'm letting just Joe have her alone. <laughs> You're screwed, Joe. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get me a Necronomicon. If Grace Kelly fucking reanimates, she's gonna have a line out the fucking door. I'll be in it. <laughs> but she's coming here first, I guess. <laughs> well, that's cool, because you guys don't live that far from me, so I can wait outside. It's true. <laughs> Next in line. I was, oh, oh my gosh, God. I was I was standing outside of a shop yesterday waiting to get in, speaking of that, because they have a very small, like, store and you could only have so many people in at once, you know, with the current situation. 
And uh, this lady came up behind me and like knocked on the store shop window until somebody came out and then yelled at them that she was being made to stand out in the street and it wasn't okay. And she was going to wait in her car and somebody better come get her to let her in after me. Yeah, we'll get right on that. Was no her name Karen? <laughs> yes. It was a Karen in the wild moment. I was like, oh my God. My first Karen my in the husband, My husband, Chad, will hear about this. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. And she's like, when <laughs> standing out in the street, it's like we were in a strip mall on a sidewalk. I mean, right. come on. Um, I gotta say, so going back to the uh, the movie poster, which I've not pulled up and I need to own, um, <laughs> not just Bruce Campbell's chest, but if you look at Beth David's chest, hers is in size, not that big. It's not that big either. Than the movie right. Poster. No, they, they. So it's don't. not just his. I mean, they embellished hers too. So. I didn't say different. Oh no, I'm just saying. And also, the chest of this deadite—that's embellished as well. And I'm going to fight them on that one. What deadite? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the poster like I don't see a deadite's chest. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, right underneath the uh, the wall that they're standing on, or the. I don't see the chest. chest. I see its head. Oh, embellished chest, chest right sounds like a hard, like a metal song. Embellished yeah. chest. Embellished chest. Embellished chest. Or like a white spritzer, like a wine spritzer or something. What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a check uh, out the uh, the alternate. The alternate what? There's an alternate poster here. Of a shirtless Bruce Campbell with just these straps for his um, holsters, holding his arms high in a V oh. with the chainsaw and the shotgun. That'll have to send you that. Yeah, yes, that. I just found that one. <laughs> you bitch. Okay, here it comes. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, that's my phone. Sorry, guys. Maybe silence it while we're recording. Ew, it's got those holy pictures. You sent me those holy pictures right above that. That's horrible. <laughs> the tryptophobia pictures. Oh, yes. yes. I fucking hate you. But that is a nice picture underneath that. So very nice. But I just sent you the picture of the alternate post. I know. That's why I said, oh, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. <laughs> you're forgiven. Okay. So. Where, where were we? <laughs> we just we got, out just got out of the pit. So Ash punches the, the Lord, Lord Arthur, and orders uh, him to let the Duke go. Um, I love when he says, this is my boomstick. I don't know the whole thing that he says there, but I do love when he says that. Um, and then he goes through his whole spiel. Oh, that's what he does. He goes through his whole spiel about what kind of gun it is and how they sell it at as smart he goes shop smart shop as smart yes. you've got that <laughs> yes sir and then they shower praise and reverence upon him yeah then all of a sudden he's like their big hero and uh they feed him you know they give him girls to feed him grapes and fan him and all that other bullshit and like his uh the girl who threw the rock at his head and knocked him into the pit comes up with her hair all like you know, done up crazy and like looking very nineties and 
you know, some nice decolletage and up front. And she's like, I'm so sorry I was mean to you because now you're awesome. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. And he's like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> he treats her like crap, but at the same time, he's all like, I'm going to see you later. Um, so he, they're like, okay, so we can send you back, but not until you get the Necronomicon. Um, you got to go quest for the Necronomicon because we don't know where it is. Bring it back to us because we need it too. And then we will send you back. The only thing is when you find it, you have to speak certain words so that the evil monsters won't raise up to kill us all. And Ash is like, well, that doesn't sound like something I need to be too particularly worried about. So, <laughs> so they give him the words, Klaatu Barada Nikto, and uh, try to get him to memorize him, but he's not concerned about it. He's sure he'll remember. So he takes off. Um, Oh, after he has this little scene with uh, Sheila. Is that even a name in the 1300s? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe in Australia, 1300s, but not, you know, England. I don't think Europeans didn't live in Australia in the 1300s. No, no I don't no. think they did. They didn't. So, <laughs> Um, they have this scene where she shows up in a barn where he's working on his artificial hand because even though they're all primitives with little tiny pea brains that he keeps making note of, um, they manage to come up with this very advanced um, mechanical metal hand for him. I mean, like, he isn't smart enough to know how to build that on his own, so I don't know how he plus them managed to do it, but they did. So he's got a mechanical hand now. She shows up and she's like, look, I made you a shirt because like, that's all I know how to do because I'm a woman and it's the 1300s. I can, I can <laughs> make shirts. And he's like, thanks, I needed a horse blanket. Like, real nice. And she's like, why are you such an asshole? And he's like, kiss me, baby. Give me some sugar. And so they kiss. So Ash is, Ash is pretty dumb, I have to say. So Ash sets out for, he, 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 he manages to figure out that this book is in a cemetery and he, he gets to the cemetery, but something evil chases him. We see it from the evil presence, presence's point of view. The deadites keep showing up, telling him he'll never get the book and that he'll, they'll feast on everyone's souls. I mean, they love saying that shit. So um, it chases him into a windmill where he holds up. And he thinks everything's fine until he smashes a mirror and then all the little pictures of him in the mirror turn into like little miniature deadites and climb out of the mirror. Well, they, they all look like Ash, but I am assuming that they're deadites or something. Deadite magic. They look like little sprites or something, didn't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're little ashes. They're miniature ashes. They're about like six inches tall. Yeah. They're and, cute. Uh, they're so cute. Like... They attack little him. mischievous imp-like uh, yeah. creatures of ash. Yeah. Yes. Um. So he has to fight the little mischievous imp ashes, um, which turns out to be harder than you'd think. Because I thought, well, just step on them. I don't understand what the big deal is. Well, he tries that. They grab a uh, carving fork and impale his foot. 
Well, don't they stick him in the ass, actually? Yes. Several different... He's attacked with a carving fork. Okay, okay. Several different seeds. Several different... And okay. has to pry his face off of a stove. Yes, I noticed that. And no actual face damage from the hot, sizzling stove. No. Uh, kind of like how you can be beamed with a rock in the head and it not leave any marks or make you bleed or anything I kind of want to try right. this like, in real life. Like, let's take carnage... Uh, yeah, my head. Let's take Chaos's head <laughs> and put it on an oven and see if there's any marks. Chaos is not volunteering for that project. Do you have to volunteer for it? I mean, can't we just do it? No, because I will beat the crap out of you if you try. You would... I'm sure Morpheus would let us do it to him. Oh, let's do that. Road trip. He'd sleep. He wouldn't care. <laughs> so he ends up with this full-size doppelganger of himself that he has to fight once he's finished fighting the, the miniature ashes. He has to fight the big ash. He says, I'm your evil side. You're a goody two-shoes. I'm like, no one in their bright mind would describe Ash as a goody two-shoes. <laughs> Never. Like, Not uh, really, no. No, they wouldn't. Um, and then Ash is like, well, you know what? Evil or not, I'm the one with the fucking gun. And I'm like, yeah, that is true. So he manages to beat his doppelganger and... His doppelganger isn't really dead, but he slices him up with the chainsaw anyway. And After shooting him in the face with a shotgun. After shooting him in the face with a shotgun. Thank you, very important, because then you get the um, trypophobia on his face. Ah. Um, and then he, chases <laughs> he slices him up with the chainsaw and buries him in a uh, grave while just the head of Evil Ash says, I'll be back for you. Cass, you got something on your face. How can you see that? I don't, know, I don't have any dirt to throw at you either, but I love that line. Oh, when he <laughs> says, you got something on your face. And he's like, <laughs> shovels a pile of dirt on him. That was hysterical. I laughed. If yeah, we were definitely. together in the same room, I would have done that to you. <laughs> Just saying. I have a, I'm not at all surprised by that. No. Mm-mm. I, oh, you think you I think we need to start like talking some more, though. I am talking because I've been doing all the talking. Things That's happen. <laughs> You're doing good, good though. Yeah, I was good good summary. Did you even take notes? <laughs> yeah, I did. I do have notes, um, just like not like a lot, and like, yeah. Like she saw the poster and then she was distracted the rest of I the time. I was distracted. <laughs> um, yeah, so okay, I'll, I'll pick up from after the windmill then, I guess. After he drops off his duplicates. Please. Want me to pick up? Okay, Please. so he finds the book finally, but there's three of them. And he's got to choose wisely. Which he doesn't. At even a little bit. No. no. And uh, when he finally gets to, by process of elimination, the correct book, he can't quite remember the phrase. Oh my God. And Okay. Did they not have pens and paper? I mean, I understand it was the 1300s and a lot of those people probably weren't literate. 
but he was so well ash was kind of like yeah 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 i got it yeah but I got ash it. is yeah. so arrogant that he just assumed that he would remember the phrase I, and 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 i love him for that arrogance <laughs> <laughs> and what did, i don't remember i know it was an edward napkin i don't remember what he, he suggests napkin or uh nicotine he's like i know it's an edward and then i get the, he gets this look <laughs> on his face i'm like no don't say it don't say it. but then he ends up coughing and trying to cover it up and just takes the book which uh yeah no one's fooled by that even yeah he really bit. thinks he can fake his way through magic words yes because that's how magicians do it all the time you know they just right. make their way through it and mystical he, i like how he says the first two words with like absolute confidence and then the last word and the funny thing is is he should have remembered those words from his own time because they were um almost to the letter the same words that you use in war of the worlds to make the robot not kill everyone that was the that day was, the year stood still, that, that War of the Worlds. Yeah. And, uh, I misspoke. That was day of the year stood still. You know what I meant. You're forgiven. Maybe Ash Thank didn't you. see that movie, though. Is that possible? He must not have, because it's the same fucking words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he fakes, out the, uh, he fakes out the book, quote unquote, and yeah, the Dead Knights come alive. And they start coming after him. Holy shit. <laughs> um, apparently someone agrees with me that that's a horrible it part really, of the movie. It really did come alive. It had <laughs> apparently at Maverick and Just Joe's house they came alive right now. <laughs> they, they come alive uh, hourly here. My next metal band, they come alive. And uh, apparently they've got enough time to scare the castle members, although, you know, Ash just wants to leave. He's so selfish. He's so selfish as Sheila tells him. But apparently they have enough time to get rid of half the castle members and train the remaining 60 men um, and make little bombs from his 1970s chemistry book that was in the trunk of the car. Good thing. The Deadites wait long enough. They wait until nightfall, because that's important. And they even... Well, there is a reason why they don't immediately attack. It's because... right. Evil Ash is getting them all dug up out of their graves. Oh, I guess that does take time, huh? It does, yeah. We see this happening. Yeah, have you ever tried to disinter a corpse? It takes a while. Yeah, I haven't, <laughs> so I was kind of confused by that. I mean, neither have I. I just assume it takes a while. I mean, it's not like I've ever... So, anyway, moving on. I know what you do on your weekend chef show, and so does Jesus. We know. Um, yeah, anyway, so they come, uh, they actually recruit Duke Henri and, um, Henry. Yeah. I was giving the movie a little class. Sorry. Um, he's Scottish, not French. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, wait, no, he's not French. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they all come to fight the deadites and, Sheila, uh, in the midst of her telling him how selfish she is, gets taken by a flying deadite and turned into one herself. And yeah, apparently they have a bevy of naked women, too. I don't know. That's a thing. What? Sorry, you they cut out. Naked... I didn't hear what you said. Sorry. When they take her, they've got this, like, like yokes of naked women as well. I don't know why yeah, that's a thing. I didn't see that. Yeah, when they take Sheila back to the dirt mound. Or did I miss that? 
No, no, it's in there it's for in some there. reason. Okay. Yeah, because you don't see them again. You only ever see Sheila again, but, you know, it's important to have naked women, I guess, so. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. What's that? And <laughs> all the battle preparations for both sides are done to this beautiful Danny Elfman scored montage. Yeah, yes. that part's pretty great. <laughs> Um, it's theme music. It's powerful. It's to get you pumped. Interesting, too, that apparently Deadite possession can be reversed now in this movie. The- Just for one character. <laughs> yeah, interesting, because I, I distinctly remember in our coverage of Evil Dead that he had to just attack his girlfriend because she was gone, and she ended up dead as a Deadite. Imagine that. And his sister, too, wasn't it? Yeah. So Hey, when the when you got plot armor, you're, uh, you know, you're set. No, it's, it's absolutely great. So anyway. <laughs> this battle reminds me of like, something out of Lord of the Rings. It's pretty great, actually. It is pretty epic, I wanted to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they end up using uh, Ash's 1970s chemistry to... Um, blow the big guy like he 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 vaults him off into the air with one of those little bombs and he, he goes exploding yeah that they somehow make out of the shotgun shells but he still has enough shotgun shells to use said shotgun which what the fuck but enough ammunition to make several explosive arrows and a giant bag of uh, you know explosives I mean how many shotgun shells did he have I guess it's kind of implied that they use the chemistry book to make more gunpowder, but saltpeter's not just something you find laying around everywhere. Yeah. Well, at 1300s, it was more, you know, it was everywhere. You know, it was before, you know. They hadn't yet used it all? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. It wasn't as rare, so. I also Fine. like how they built the tank out of the Oldsmobile. They make me? it into, like, this battle wagon. Yes. Shit. Yeah, that's why I was trying to talk about the te- the uh, the Oldsmobile. Talk a little bit more about that. All right. Well, I just loved it. Um, I I was going to ask you, Carnage, if uh, you liked it because it very much reminded me of the Purge car, <laughs> in, in that yes. it was you know like like pimped to death for uh, looked like I he did. was going purging in the thirteen hundreds, basically. I- did love that part of it and I did not think of it that way and now that you have made me think of that way I kind of like this movie even more so good, good. call <laughs> <laughs> the uh the skeletons are really interesting because as we know this was um early 90s so no CGI everything was done practical effects and the skeletons were actually the way they were done was a tribute to um oh what's his fucking name i wrote it down ray harryhausen Harryhausen. thank you you're welcome even though i'm just gonna cut you out saying that so i sound better wow (laughs) (laughs) the magic of editing hey it's okay i I don't feel insulted you i feel insulted for you (laughs) i'm oh my god just relax You're so mean. I did have it written down. 
Um, anyway, no, I won't do that. But um, I okay. So I love that. Uh, where did it go? Yeah. So it was it was a homage to Ray Harryhausen because Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger, the effects guys, really liked him. Um, and I think Ramey wanted to do it that way too. Um, I think so. Yeah, he was a big fan of Ray Harryhausen. Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was actually. I think it was actually Sam Raimi's idea to give the skulls the brow and some some more expression than just blank skulls. Yes, he wanted to give them them expressions. He wanted to he wanted all the skeletons to have personality. He didn't want them any of them to just like look generic, you know. So they all had personality built into them, which was which is amazing because I mean they created a ton of these skeletons. I can't remember how many. Um, I want to say they made like 80 something skeletons. Um, that sounds about right. So I, I have a question. Do they use no CGI at all then? Yeah, there was no but CGI thought, in this movie. Very okay. little. I, th- I was going to say, I thought there was a part I mean, it was, was all green screen no. and practical effects. That's what it was, green screen. Okay. Everything, yeah. Every, yeah, but everything was practical effects though. As far as the special okay. effects went, no CGI. Got it. Okay. They wanted to do it that way on purpose. Um, I mean, big, you know, surprise from Greg Nicotero, right? Um, he was like, absolutely not all of, none of this is CGI. And I think that's better. And I'm pretty sure that Sam Raimi agrees with me. So. No, I do too. Especially the, the 90s CGI that we used to have. Oh this my is, gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. could have yeah, ruined this movie with CGI. Agreed. So, um, <laughs> so they win. And I wrote in my notes when when he kisses Sheila, does it hurt to kiss? At, does it hurt to kiss Ash with that chin? What? <laughs> he may never nice. know. That is a mighty chin. It it's is. a mighty chin. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's a mighty chin. Um, so he, he goes back through, they send him back and he has to say the words again. And yet again, he is like an arrogant fuck. And he's just like, I'll get it. It's fine. You know, I already did this once. It'll be no big deal. So what does he say to the guy? He's like, oh, close enough. (laughs) He gets, flips back to the present time. He's in at smart. He's, uh, telling this story to a group of his coworkers. And one of his coworkers said, so did you get the words right this time? Did you say them all? And he's like, well, you know, mostly. I mean, I basically said them, yeah. (laughs) And of course, that means another deadite shows up and attacks everyone. Um, My favorite is when she bounces off the trampoline. (laughs) Apologetically bounces off the trampoline. That was great. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. I was dying. Was Pretty sure they funny. even added an extra sound effect for the trampoline bounce. Yeah, it was hysterical. Oh my gosh. Um, 
and then I love how the girl that he's been flirting with, like, she's kind of in the way of the danger. So, like, he steps in front of her, but as he does, he, like, shoves her out of the way so she goes flying. It's like, nice. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be wanting to go out on a date with you after that. Yeah. No, that was uh, that was Linda. That was Bridget Fonda. That was his girlfriend that he pushed out of the way. Was that Linda again? Yes, because now, like, I guess it fixed the continuity to wherever where where Linda was back. But yeah, yeah that was the Linda character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but I'm like, what? she's gonna break up with you for doing that, dude. Like, <laughs> of course she knows what Ash is like, so she probably wasn't even surprised that he just shoved her. And then the movie ends with him saying, "Hail to the king, baby." Yay, it's over. Big ending. <laughs> um, I found out my notes. Can I can I read real fast? Yes. Can uh, you? Shut up. Okay, so yeah, uh, the 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 reason that this stadium that the remember how I said about uh, Silence of the Lambs, blah 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 blah. Um, Dino De Laurentiis was the um, executive producer on this. Um, Sam Raimi actually needed three million to finish this film, but Universal could not release the money until they uh, finished the dispute with De Laurentiis over the rights to Hannibal Lecter. That's why that got involved. So that's why this money, uh, why this got shelved for a year because they needed three million to finish it. So mm, that makes sense. I found um, my notes on that. I wanted to say uh, Jane Fonda. She was actually, or Jane Fonda. Oh my fucking god, Bridget Fonda. <laughs> Bridget Fonda, she was actually like a huge fan of Sam Raimi and she was dying to be in this movie. Um, she was a huge Evil Dead 2 fan. Um, and That's she cool. Had, yeah. And she had originally auditioned to be in uh, Sam Raimi's previous film, Dark Man, but she didn't get the part. So when Army of Darkness came up, she was like, fuck yeah, I'm doing this. And yeah, she was like, just so excited to be part of it. Nice. Yeah, I love I, Dark Man also. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson. I was just gonna say I'm reading the notes here and it's saying that it's a different it's not Linda at the end. It is different. It's actually Angela Featherstone who plays the S Mark girl. So it's not Linda cool. at the end. Okay, then I stand corrected. Yeah. I, I didn't think it looked like Bridget Fonda, but I just wanted to check into that. So yeah. That'd be cool, though, if it had rewritten the, you know, Linda's fate. If they could have put him back in time, and it's, you know, before he even lost his arm, that would have been cool. Did he still have his missing hand? In yeah, the- yeah, the, he still he had, had the, the metal, uh, hand. metal hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At the end, yes. Yeah, they did want to do a sequel for this film, but uh, it actually didn't do well commercially when it first came out, and it kind of killed the, the uh, series, unfortunately, at least as far as trying to get uh, a fourth movie out there, um, which I don't know why, because this movie's amazing. Well, I, I don't think it was a flop, but it didn't do as well as the studio thought it would. Right. I know it wasn't a commercial loss, but it wasn't a booming success either. Did it make no. its money back? Yes, it did. It, it did, actually okay. did make a profit, but I guess it wasn't enough of a profit. Gotcha. Hang on. I got it right here somewhere. Thank you. 
Okay, on an eleven million dollar budget, it made twenty one point five million, so it almost doubled its profit. It almost doubled its budget, but not quite enough. So, I don't yeah, know. you think that'd be enough though for a sequel? <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, I don't know. The uh, they weren't happy about it. They weren't happy with it. They wanted more. I don't know. Well, I know Bruce Campbell wasn't happy with um, the fucking weight of the release either he was really unhappy with that part of it oh yeah well he was no this was his movie as much as it was as sam raimi's movie i mean he was yeah it was the involved in this movie it wasn't just like he was oh he just showed up and acted i mean this was no i know that's what i'm saying he was he might have been pretty pissed that it you know got shelved for so long that he might have he had a big financial stake in the movie too yeah yeah all that money tied up in it yeah i would i understand being pissed so yeah sure definitely um i was just gonna say there is an easter egg in here for the trekkies among us the location where ash learns the klatu verata nikto incantation it was shot at the vasquez rocks in agua dulce california that's where the famous arena episode that's right was shot that's right. And it also yep. was it was also shot in the Bronson Canyon area of Griffith Park in La, in LA, which is um what the Batcave was for the 1960s Batman TV show. Nice. Correct. And um what else? Sam Raimi, I just thought this was interesting as a graphic designer. Um Sam Raimi storyboarded every single shot in the movie himself. Wow. Like, he didn't nice. have a storyboard artist. He did it himself. I just thought that was pretty cool. Dude, that's skill. Yeah, it is. It really, no, it really is for a director. I mean, that's skill. It is. It definitely is. Um, and then it took makeup artists three hours to uh, do the, uh, the evil Ash makeup. Ugh. Which Ash, which uh, Bruce Campbell didn't like, because they could have just given that part to like anybody and had Campbell like dub it, but no, that was him playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine it took a long time to apply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which has triggered Carnage's newly learned uh, trypophobia. Which we didn't know she had, but now I didn't have it until this movie. This, you know, fucking hate well, you guys. We will not use that in any way, shape, or form against her for any reason. Never. Oh Never. shit! They already have. They've already Never. been sending me texts with this. Don't listen. Just to that them. one Don't time. Them. One yeah. time. All right. I got some trivia. A little bit. Um, when this was released in Japan, the name of the movie was Captain Supermarket. Which I adore that title, and I think that's what it should be now. <laughs> Captain Supermarket. I wonder what the translation issues were. <laughs> Did you guys ever see news radio? Awesome. Karate, Death Monkey, Golf uh, Carts. I want a Captain Supermarket T-shirt. Yes. Oh my god! Just a silhouette of like Bruce Campbell holding up his boomstick, and then yeah. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Supermarket yeah. housewares. Oh, so great. Um, I know the the other thing I was going to say is um, Bruce Campbell said that the way they made the chainsaw look, look like it was always running, they pumped a tube um, 
up through his pant leg and his shirt into the chainsaw of tobacco smoke. So it looked like it was constantly <laughs> going. One of those cool packs. And finally, my last bit that I found was that, uh, you know when they're throwing rocks at Bruce? Mm -hmm. um, they're actually foam rocks, but then Sam Raimi, for uh, for fun and for effect, would throw him with, pelt him with potatoes. Which <laughs> is, I kind of wish I had friends that loved me enough to pelt me with potatoes. I'm just saying. Oh, if you want us to throw potatoes at you, we will throw potatoes. I'm saying pelt me with potatoes the next time you see me. Do not question our love for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, and yeah, that's the last bit of trivia I have. So Let's see. I think that was all of my trivia, too. I'm looking. Um, I've got some. Go ahead. Yes. The 90% of the contents of the trunk of the Oldsmobile were not product placement. It was just things that Sam Raimi had in the trunk of his car. <laughs> However, he did put the copy of Fangora magazine in the trunk as a thank you because Fangora was the one of the only media outlets that um, that advertised or did any kind of reporting on the original Evil Dead movie back in 1980-81. But everything else in the trunk of the car was just in the trunk of the car. <laughs> nice. Was that Sam Raimi's car? or? Yes, the Oldsmobile is Sam Raimi's car. Okay. And Sam Raimi's brother, Ted, makes a cameo in the movie several times. He's the eyepatch-wearing henchman of Evil Ash on the horseback. He's also the un the S-Mart employee whom one of the S-Mart employees that's, that uh, Ash is telling the story to at the end of the movie and he also appears in almost every Sam Raimi movie also. Well, Sam Raimi uh, did a cred uncredited in this one, too. It was the night in sweatshirt and speakers. Yes, yes. You can see him in one of the attack scenes <laughs> when uh, Henry's men come riding in to save the day. Um, I have a piece of trivia. I don't know how much of a piece of trivia it is for most people. Um, but just in case anybody out there didn't know... Um, Bruce Campbell reprised his role as Ash, even though there was never another movie in uh, the TV show as Ash versus the Evil Dead in 2015. Yes. It exists. I don't know. I have the first, I have the first season on DVD. It's really good. Fans of the trilogy will love it. There you go. Also, they were planning on making a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash movie, but Bruce Campbell backed out after they wouldn't let him kill Freddy and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because one of the things was he was all on board and at the pitch meeting, he was like, so how am I going to kill them? And they're like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean? He's like, Ash has to come out on top. What do you, what do you mean? How am I, I want to know how I'm going to kill Freddy and Jason. And they wouldn't let him kill Freddy or Jason. So instead, we have the comic book version of Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Awesome. I would have loved to see that movie. I would have, but not if uh, not if Ash wasn't the one who won. I definitely right. would rather that it didn't get made if it was like that. Yeah. So, yes, I'm in Bruce Campbell's corner on that one. If Ash doesn't win, then what's the point? Exactly. Also, there's an alternate ending to the movie where instead of just coming back, the 
wise man gives him a potion to drink. He sits in the Oldsmobile in a cave, drinks the potion, then says the words wrong, only to wake up with a very big beard surrounded by some of the major landmarks of the world, such as the Eiffel Tower and, uh, you know, various famous monuments, only to scream, oh, my God, I slept too long. And then that's where the movie <laughs> ends. Yeah, like, I've seen that alternate version. Oh, you have? Is, isn't it like a yes. dystopian future, too? Like, yes, yes. Have, like, ruined everything? <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was supposed to, I read somewhere that was going to be the fourth one where it took place in a post-apocalyptic world. That was what the, um, if they did another sequel. Sam Raimi had several ideas for uh, that, the film that never happened. He talks about it um, on the extras of the Ash vs. the Evil Dead series DVD. Also, I love... During the Deadite attack on the castle, how evil Ash lets loose with a what would become the Xena warrior princess uh, battle cry <laughs> when they're charging the drawbridge. How does that go, Jess Joe? Can you recreate I, that? I can't for do us? that right now. I have, a, I have a sore throat. I can't do that right now. <laughs> of course. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> I honestly don't know what the Xena warrior princess battle cry is. So that's why I think Jess Joe should uh, demonstrate it for us. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> why don't you do it? You, you can do it. Yes, why don't it. you do it? No, I don't know it. That's why I was hoping you would do it. <laughs> oh, oh, really? You of all people don't know it. You never Someone... watched Xena Warriors. What is that supposed to mean? To believe that. Someone's going to get more tryptophobia pictures. Oh, I freaking hate you guys. I've never seen Xena <laughs> Warriors. I hate you guys so much right now. <laughs> Should we rate and go? I think, well, we got to do fan fiction too, but I think we should definitely get on to rating, yes, because we're over an hour here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, just Joe, you want to go first since you are, this was your pick. I know Mav wants to go last, so. Okay. Um, we're rating this. I give it, um, I'm going to give it eight, wait, eight out of 10 uh, Necronomicons. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cash, you want to go? Yeah, um, I love it. It's my favorite of the trilogy. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Okay. Um, I am on the other side of this. It was okay. I would never watch it again. Um, I'm sorry I had to watch it the first. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't bad. I just uh, did not, you know, it's not going to be a favorite. So I'm going to go 5.132. Matthew, you want to go? I don't think we can talk. Um, I mean, <laughs> you said you're going to be on the other side, and honestly, I'm on your side, Carnage. Thank this you. movie really doesn't do a whole lot for me. Um, this is the second time I think I've seen it. I think the first time I saw it was actually at Chaos's house in one of our random like Friday or Saturday night hangouts uh, back when we were young and before me and just Joe were married. Um, it honestly just... I it didn't hold my attention like at all. I tried to pay attention and it just like, I know enough of the story from being into pop culture um, and like it being like an IMDB rat and stuff like that. But honestly, the movie itself is just it bleh to me. 
So, I mean, I'm not going to base it solely on the fact that I, you know, I didn't like it. You know, it's like, yeah, there's some good effects and stuff in there. Just the story itself just doesn't do anything for me. So I guess I'll give it like a 6.57. Sounds good to me. Cool. All right. Awesome. Any fan fiction? There is none at all. Like not even like just plain fan fiction. How is that possible with a movie like this? I was surprised too, actually. I was like, okay, maybe on the archive of our own. No, nothing. That not even it's weird. I think you guys should make a fan fiction since you, it's one of your favorite films. So I didn't say we'll work out it and get back to you on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do do. Okay, so I guess that leaves us. Anybody have anything to pimp before we get out of here? I got nothing. Um, everyone stay safe and healthy and always remember the magic words. Please? No? Atu, Verada, Nikto? Oh, okay. Those would be the words, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, I just want to make an... Oh, go ahead. Don't be fooled by imitation Necronomicons. Very good idea. Generally, if they sell it at Walmart, don't be fooled. It's not going to conjure you up a demon or anything else for that matter. That's where I got you from. You did not buy well, me at Walmart. No, you were a Blue Eye Special at Kmart. That's <laughs> Shop smart, shop Kmart. <laughs> we are part of the morbidly beautiful podcast network morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror and we link to their podcast network every week in our show notes they have amazing amounts of content really talented writers you can find news interviews reviews um all kinds of things just the best content they are even accepting um, original horror fiction and horror art now It's really exciting. So go to morbidlybeautiful.com and check them out. We are also uh, hosted by anchor.fm because it's free. We are on the social medias. We have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we have a Facebook community run by Maverick. Hey, come visit. (laughs) So come join us there and have fun. Um, We are at podcast at night. If you would like a free vinyl sticker, free, free, free vinyl sticker. Um, and hopefully yours will come in a timely manner. Carnage. Hush up, you. <laughs> uh, we are looking for reviews to spread the word about our show. Of course, we would also love you to spread the word by word of mouth, but you can also Take five minutes to go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, screenshot it, send it to us at podcastsatnight at gmail.com, and we will send you a free vinyl sticker for your time. Um, If you're interested, we also have a Threadless store that will be linked in the show notes where you can get stickers or bags or shirts or anything you can think of, pretty much even baby clothes, as Maverick and Joe can attest to. Yes, we can. They look great. Advertise on our Instagram. That's right. Um, And I think that's everything. So I will say goodbye from chaos and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Uh, Good night. uh, 
Peace out, yos. See you soon. See you later. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we were filmed in front of a live studio and as always, start over. <laughs> damn it. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of loud kitties. You, you guys missed your cue. That was your cue. <laughs> <laughs> How many kitties do we have listening right now? I oh, have Zoe joined me. Yeah. I got one uh, here. We've got, we've got two now. We had more earlier, but now we're down to two. Penny and we've got, we've got yeah, we've got at least like five cats. Oh, oh, Nanny. <laughs> oh, Nanny. All right. So, you're still recording, I hope you know. I know. I was about <laughs> to say I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> okay.